0: Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we focus on metals, mining and more. I'm your host Maurice Jackson. Our featured issuer is establishing itself to become one of the world's leading graphite producers. I'm Speaking of DNI Metals, trading on the CSE symbol D-N-I and on the OTC symbol D-M-N-K-F. Joining us for a conversation is Dan Weir, he is the Executive Chairman of DNI Metals. Before we begin, allow me to convey to our listeners that DNI metals is a sponsor of proven and probable, and that we are proud shareholders of D&I metals for the virtues we will convey in today's message Mr. Weir welcome to the show, sir
1: thank you maurice
0: dan we've had a number of inquiries from subscribers regarding spherical graphite and whether or not DNI will produce spherical graphite. Can you answer that question for us, please?
1: Yes, and actually the timing's very good for that Maurice uh, PDAC, which is the Largest mining show in the world uh, starts uh, Sunday, March the 4th in Toronto and runs through uh, Wednesday, March the 9th. I'm actually speaking uh, on uh, for, at a luncheon on March the 5th um, and going to be talking all about lithium-ion batteries and the materials that go into the lithium-ion batteries. And I'm going to be giving a presentation about uh, graphite and talking about spiritization. how that all works Um, i I will make one very clear point people always ask me about this is dni going to produce spherical graphite the answer to that is at this point in time no dni plans on being a miner what what that means is is we will mine and produce graphite spherical graphite is a manufactured pro or product there's a whole process um, from after it leaves the mine to actually being upgraded to being used in a battery. And spiritization is just one part of that. I think maybe what we'll do, Maurice, is let's switch over to a slide or a few different slides that we'll talk about. And, and, we'll, and, and I'll show you what this is because it's a lot easier than me to sitting here talking to actually have some pictures behind this as well. So let's switch over to that. So Maurice, you can see from this chart uh, that we put together, um, and I'm gonna use my mouse, hopefully everybody can see me dragging around uh, uh, the mouse here. When we're producing graphite in Madagascar, um, it'll look very similar to this. This this is actually saprolytic type material or weathered material in um, Brazil actually it is what this is uh, you can see you just go in with an excavator you can dig up the material put it into a truck take it over to the processing plant the processing plant um, this is um, a couple different steps these are flotation tanks you can see here uh, we've mentioned in previous um, uh, interviews that we've done that graphite is fairly simple to process um, it hates water. Um, it's a flotation process where you can skim it off the top. We're not going to get into all the details of that uh, today because, again, we want to focus on the lithium ion battery and talk about spiritized graphite. Okay, so in Madagascar, we'll mine, we'll process it, we'll put it in bags, we'll put it in containers, and ship it around the world. Okay, so we'll do those first four steps in Madagascar. Okay, after that, Graphite goes through another four steps before it actually goes down into a lithium-ion battery or into te- a Tesla car, okay? So, let's focus today about the four extra steps you have to do to put it into a battery, then goes into a Tesla. Okay, so when we ship it, it goes to a company that micronizing, micronizes. What micronizing really is, is you grind up the material really, really fine. Material will sell um, will be um, um, uh, at a size of somewhere around um, minus 100 mesh or, or less. It'll be fine material. They'll grind it up finer than flour, like really, really fine, down to about 10 microns. Um, uh, and that's step one. Step two is what they call purifying at a mine and a processing plant you can get the graphite up to around 97 98 percent carbon content normally graphite is sold for most customers at around 95 to 98 percent again depending on what you're using the graphite for um you may sell it at lower carbon contents but again let's focus on what it's going into spheritization and the lithium-ion battery so purification uh, what you're doing, you can purify graphite one of two ways. Oh, and sorry, you're taking it from the 95 to 98% up to 99 plus percent that when you're gonna use it in a lithium ion battery. So purification can be done one of two ways. One, you can heat up the material really, really hot. Graphite has a very high melting temperature. It's one of the reasons why they use it in the steel making industry. It, it, it's used for all the crucibles. Um, and all the molds in the steelmaking industry because it has a much higher melting temperature than iron ore or other products. Great if you want to purify the graphite. You can heat up the material really hot, burn off all the material, and it purifies the graphite. That's one way. Second way to do it would be to use chemicals. Graphite is very inert. It doesn't react to sulfuric acid or they even use even a more nastier uh, more nastier, is that a word, uh, Maurice? Can I use that? How about just a nastier product um, called hydrofluoric acid, in which you can um, put the graphite in there and basically eat away uh, any of the contaminants, again, bringing the purity or the carbon content up in the graphite. After that is done, then it's uh, put into a machine where they do the spiritization. Another word for spiritization is shaping the material. So what you're doing is you're taking the flake graphite, you're curling it into a ball, and um, then you're selling it. So in a second, I'm gonna show you um, the difference between the flake and the spiritization or, or the curling uh, or shaping of the material. The last piece of the puzzle here is the coating. They put a coating on it to keep it in that ball shape before it then gets put into a lithium ion battery. And here's another myth for you. Um, See how small that small little cell is? That's actually the size that goes into a car. It's a little bit bigger than a AA battery. It's put into a pack like this where they have thousands of these little batteries. Then it gets put into um, these modules. So uh, again, little cells go into a module. The modules get all put together in the bottom of the car and then the car gets put together and you have a tesla or a gm or whatever kind of car company is making a, uh, an electric vehicle so those are the steps so let's go and look at the next slide and we can i can show you what it looks like under a microscope flake graphite versus spiritized graphite so maurice here's an example of what it, the material looks like under a microscope again when we process the ore uh, uh out of the ground and again this is uh the advantage uh in madagascars it's a saprolite or weathered material that we can simply dig up with an excavator uh, when we dig it out of the ground it'll be somewhere between sort of three to fifteen percent okay that's sort of the the amount of graphite uh material that we pull out we run it through the processing plant, which you saw in the previous slides. We get this flake type material. We've now brought the purity of the material up to somewhere around 95, 98%, okay? We then, it gets sold. It leaves Madagascar at that point, okay? Or any mine in the world, it's gonna leave it at that point. It then gets shipped to the manufacturer's who will, again, micrify, micronize, purify, shape, or spheridize it, coat it, and then put it into a car, okay? So here's what it looks like. It goes from this flaky, flat-type material into round little balls that they, they curl it into these balls, okay? Um, um, one thing that we should also talk about a little bit is, is the pricing on this. When we sell it out of Madagascar, you know, we're selling it anywhere. Again, depending on the size of the flakes that that we're selling, can sell anywhere from sort of the five hundred dollar U.S. a ton up to two thousand dollars a ton. Material that's used in um, a lithium ion battery, or gets shaped and spheroidized and coated, um, is material that is fine material it's not a high priced material it's in fact what's really interesting is historically in Madagascar the large flake material that you're going to use for other materials not the battery industry was sold and the fine material was thrown in the tailings ponds great for us because now we can sell the fine material to the battery industry it's almost like a byproduct to us um, and we can and we're able to sell that so that's A huge bonus for us um, is this growing and expanding market in the battery industry. Um, That's a huge advantage. So when the material is taken from this flaky type material and put into uh, – done all the processing, brought it up uh, uh, to be able to sell into a car – we may sell this material for, let's say, on average, let's say we're selling it because it's going to be fairly high purity material. Uh, let's say we can sell that for $700 a ton. Okay, don't ever hold me to those numbers. I'm just using general numbers. Okay, so let's say we can sell it for seven, eight hundred dollars a ton. Maybe we can get as much as a thousand or twelve hundred dollars a ton. But, but I'm telling you, it's not the highest quality material that we're going to sell. When we sell it, then. The the first guy micronizes it. It probably costs him three or four hundred dollars a ton to micronize it. He's now selling it for maybe eighteen hundred dollars, maybe as much as two thousand, but probably not. The next guy, and this may be all different companies. It may be one company. The next guy may do the purification, and um, you know, his cost might be eight hundred, nine hundred dollars a ton to purify the material. Um, Now, he's selling the material for, let's say, close to $3,000 a ton. Then it gets shaped and coated. Again, two separate um, uh, processes to do that. Again, it might cost another $800 to $1,000. I think you get my point here is that there's huge additional costs through this whole piece before it gets sold. When it gets sold to be put into the battery, it's usually recurrent prices are somewhere around five six hundred dollars a ton right so i prefer to be the guy doing the mining because i believe my margins can be 50 plus percent being a miner digging it out of the ground and selling it specifically in places like madagascar and brazil where you've got this saprolytic material my costs are significantly lower than anywhere else in the world so i can still make some very nice profits the guys doing all the other work the micronizing purifying shaping and coding they're not making 50% margins uh, all the way through that so um, what I'm trying to tell you here is I believe the highest margin business through this whole thing here is going to actually be the guy that's the miner and specifically us because um, we have this, we're, we're working in this saprolytic or weathered type material. Our cost is going to be significantly lower uh, than, than everybody uh, else. If we look here at, at, at this chart, um, I think it kind of shows you, again, emphasizing this mining um, and processing is what we will do. We'll do some of the sorting into jumbo sizes, large, medium, and fine. The fine material will be sold into the battery industry and be micronized, purified, shaped and coated. Um, And then the other ones, the medium flake, large flake and jumbo flakes, which you get the much higher prices for, will be sold into other industries, Uh, things like gasket type materials, um, um, all sorts of building materials. All sorts of other areas, um, refractories, steelmaking industry, we'll sell it all to that and get much higher prices than we will selling it to the battery industry. So again, I want to emphasize that I'm excited about the battery industry, but in my view, I'm going to make a lot more money selling to other industries and not the battery industry. I'm also excited about the battery industry because what's happening is is China traditionally was selling 60 to 70% of the world's graphite. A lot of their graphite is all going into the battery industry because China's leading the world in lithium battery manufacturing. And what's happening is is all the other industries around the world now are scrambling to get material because they've been buying it from uh, uh, China for the last 20 years. They've jacked the prices up because supply and demand, as well as, um, they, in a lot of cases, they can't even get the materials. I believe we can infill, and specifically because we can be one of the lowest cost producers, have some of the highest quality products, and sell to the traditional industries, um, and and potentially, you know, not even sell to the battery industry. But I, I am excited a little bit about that as well, because we'll have this fine material where traditionally in Madagascar, they threw into the tailings ponds, which I can recover, and now I've got a whole new market for it so um again it's very exciting to see this all happen but the initial question that you asked me maurice will dni do micronization purification shaping and coating of graphite we have no intention at this point in time of doing that we will be a graphite miner making great margins selling to the guys that are doing this but more focused on selling to other industries because we can sell this uh, larger flake material and we can sell it at much higher prices.
0: Dan, thank you for all that clarification. But that leads me to ask one further question. Why do we continue to hear graphite producers discussing spherical graphite and graphene?
1: There's a number of reasons for that. Um, I've mentioned it a few times uh, in this interview so far and in previous uh, interviews, the strategic advantage we have uh, having material in uh, the saprolytic uh, rock or host rock. And, and really all that means is that is one point in time, this was like hard, solid rock that through thousands of years Mother Nature has uh, basically grounded up for us or or broken it up. It's a clay, sandy type material in which we can go in simply with an excavator, dig it up and process it. The guys in North America, um, in in, in a lot of cases, most of Africa, Australia, uh, places like Germany, Sweden, they're, all their graphite is in uh, hard granite or hard rock. They have to go in and drill and blast the material. They've got to grind it up really, really fine. And there's big costs in doing that, huge costs. Not only your operating costs, but your capex costs in producing graphite from that. If you cannot be an economical deposit, and what I mean is, is if you can't be economical working in this hard rock, you're going to start talking about doing upgrading, you're going to start talking about spiritization, you're going to start talking about graphene, you're going to start talking about all sorts of other things to uh, distract people from the fact that it's not economical in most cases to produce from the hard rock type deposits. You've got to be in this saprolytic type material that is found in Madagascar and Brazil. Those are the places where your costs are low enough that you can compete with China and still make some really good margins uh, in in what you're doing. So again, that's why we don't really talk about uh, graphene. You'll never really hear me talk about that. You won't hear me talking about spiritizing graphite, upgrading graphite, um, and doing all that work. If if the right opportunity came along and some group in Korea or India or even the United States wanted to partner with us uh, to do that upgrading, uh, you know what? We'll look at it and consider it. But quite frankly, that's a huge capital expense. I'd rather do an offtake agreement with those guys, supply them the material, um, and, and make more money uh, that way. So, uh, again, that's just my two cents worth on that.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, Dan, on behalf of all of our listeners, thank you for your insights and expertise. If for someone listening today that, that wants to get more information regarding D&I metals, please share the contact details.
1: Yeah, anybody can call me anytime, uh, my cell phone. Um, I'll be a little busy at PDAC this week, but normally um, just leave a message. I'll get back to you. 416-720-0754. That's 416-720-0754. Uh, or email me is even better, Weir at dnimetals.com. That's danweir at dnimetals.com. Or please uh, visit our website at www.dnimetals.com.
0: And last but not least, please visit our website, www.provenandprobable.com, where we interview the most respected names in the natural resource space. You may reach us at contact at provenandprobable.com. Dan Weir of DNI Metals, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Thank you, Maurice. All the best to you, sir.